Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. How much time do we have left? Is there time to delay confessing your sins and repenting? Is there time to wait to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? While no one can say the day or the hour of the Lord's return, friends, it appears to be right around the corner. Jesus could return at any time. The big question is, are you ready? Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 10th, 2018. He calls for a de-escalation, the presidency said in a statement, adding that Macron would discuss the issue with Angela Merkel when he meets with the German chancellor in Western Germany later in the day. That was today. Oh, um, it's important to remember that this is the same French president that along with Angela Merkel were at the White House two weeks ago to persuade President Trump to stay in the demonic deal, and it is a demonic deal, it was anyway, with Iran. Oh, also, it's the same French president that just last week announced that he will form a ten-nation coalition. Ten, not nine, not eleven, ten. Can you say toes and horns? Daniel and Revelation? Oh, that's not all. It's also the same French president that the economist asks whether or not he's Europe's savior with a cover of Macron walking on water. And it's also the same French president that declared he will govern like the Roman god Jupiter. Some have suggested as a revived Roman Empire. Oh, come on, Pastor, what are you saying? You're saying that he's the Antichrist? Stop doing that! Did I say that? Did I say, is there something on the screen that says, Pastor J.D. believes that Macron is the Antichrist? No! Okay. Sorry if I'm yelling at you. Just don't put words in my mouth. I'm simply presenting to you what I believe is very compelling and of profound significance prophetically. And again, think of term in terms of collective. By collective, I mean everything collectively is culminating and converging simultaneously, exactly as we're told it would in Bible prophecy. And again, I'm no mathematician, believe me. But I would be curious, Tom Eagle's on the mainland, I need to ask Tom about this. (laughs) I would be very curious to know what are the statistical probabilities of all of these 
prophecies, of very detailed prophecies throughout Scripture, all playing out virtually in concert, one with the other. Now, if you're, if you're talking about one, and then maybe a year later you're talking about another, that's an entirely different ballgame, right? When you're talking about all of them collectively and simultaneously, close in proximity, one with the other, that's a different story. I would suggest, and I please, I in no way wish to be perceived as being sensational. I am trying to contain my excitement. How am I doing? Never mind, he just answered that. (laughs) But I am of the belief that the perfect prophetic storm is forming. I mean, it is, again, the likes of which I have never seen. It is taking me back, and I see myself as being a student of Bible prophecy, and and I have been for many years, and I've been tracking this perfect prophetic storm for many, many years, and I'm seeing all of it now just perfectly forming and coming together exactly as we were told it would. On Monday... I watched one of the best, if not the best, videos that I've ever seen on Amazon Prime. I think it just got released. The title of it is The Coming Convergence. It is really well done. You know, a lot of these documentaries, especially when it comes to Bible prophecy, they can be kind of hokey and, and, and cheesy. This is not that. I was really impressed and really blessed by this. Three of my fellow Calvary Chapel pastors, who I'm privileged to know, are in it. One of which is Jack Hibbs, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, which, by the way, we're going to have here in August. He'll be speaking, uh, I think it's the last Sunday in August. I'll get the uh, date and give you uh, that uh, information um, also, Ray Bentley is going to be in it, and then uh, also is in it, and then also Tom Hughes as well. I really want to encourage you to watch this. It is a very good and outstanding quality production, but moreover, it ties everything together that's happening prophetically, and it and it kind of goes back and it. It fills in a lot of the blanks, and it really connects a lot of the dots, and it's really helpful, especially for those to whom Bible prophecy is somewhat new or somewhat difficult to understand. I've had a lot of people um, over the last several months say to me, can you do like a Prophecy 101, you know, like a, a Prophecy for Dummies? I, and I'm not calling anybody a <laughs> dummy, but just kind of the basics of Bible prophecy. I I was told that sometimes when I do these prophecy updates, they're kind of, you know, big, and they can, you know, potentially go over a lot of people's heads. I don't, I don't mean to do that. I, I do realize that when we do these prophecy updates, there is this presupposition that you're, you know, at least somewhat familiar with 
what the prophecies are and what they entail and how they kind of fit into the bigger prophetic picture. And, and this is also, I think, a great uh, documentary and video for those who are students of Bible prophecy. I'm going to go back and watch it again. Uh, it will be invaluable, I believe, in helping you to better see everything. You know how sometimes you can get you know, too close to the proverbial uh, tree to see the forest. And what they really successfully do is enable you to kind of step back and and just see the bigger picture of Bible prophets. Let me give you a couple of examples. And again, I really want to encourage you to uh, watch this. So they talk about volcanism. You know what volcanism is? Volcanoes. We know a thing or two about volcanoes, don't we, especially recently? Uh, I don't know if you've been reading the same reports I've been reading, but they're very, scientists are very, and geologists are very concerned about Kilauea. You know that, right? Please keep in prayer the, uh, our, you know, uh, friends and family and, and, uh, you know, the people there on the Big Island, because this is far from over. So they were talking about how that, uh, the eruption of volcanoes during the seven-year tribulation will just be horrific, in, inconceivable, that islands will actually fall into the, the ocean. And I was uh, talking to Milton before the, um, uh, uh, the, the service tonight, and he was telling me that uh, it's believed that if Kilauea was to slide into the ocean, it would create a tsunami that is about 1,000 feet. Uh, John was telling me that that is the height of the Pali uh, lookout, right? 1,100 square, uh, not square feet, 1,100 feet. That would be the size of the tsunami uh, that would hit. And it would decimate. Now, when you get into the book of Revelation, and especially from chapter 6 through 19, uh, you find this graphic detail prophesied about what's going to happen, and volcanoes are a big part of that. There was one uh, quote in this uh, video about how that, what really has them concerned is that they believe 90% of the world's volcanoes are uh, yet undiscovered under the uh, sea. And one of these things blows, and that's it. And when you get in again to the book of Revelation, you start um, you know, uh, studying about what's going to happen when, uh, especially in the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation, it's believed that the first three and a half years are going to be marked by uh, a pseudo-peace and prosperity, but it's at that three-and-a-half-year mark. This, again, is the Daniel 9.27 prophecy, where the Antichrist, is it's believed, is, again, be patient with me. I'll try to kind of sort this out and try to make some sense of it. So let me let me kind of back up and... Uh, Lord, help me to explain this clearly and and simply. So let's back up to um, the rapture of the church, which can happen at any time, I believe. That it could happen at any minute. It's imminent, any minute, imminent, right? Okay. So after the rapture of the church, the Antichrist, I believe, and again, please be a Berean. Don't take my word for it. 
you be a Berean and you search the scriptures, you're more intelligent than I am. I'm sure of that. I'm not an intelligent, I don't have a great intellect. In fact, when I came to Christ at the age of 19, my brain was so damaged because of all the drugs and the alcohol and the lifestyle I was living. I'm certainly not proud of that. When I got saved, my, my vocabulary was very limited. In fact, when I prayed and and accepted Christ and was born again, my prayer was very, first of all, I was very intoxicated and very high, but I I slurred a very childlike prayer that went something like this. Lord, I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. And I fell asleep praying, and I woke up the next day. I was a new creation in Christ. And old things had passed away. And I used to never be able to start my day without alcohol or, uh, you know, drugs or tobacco even. I had all these addictions. I went to reach for that stuff. And the Holy Spirit now residing in me in that still, small, precious voice (laughs) said to me, you don't need that anymore. And I never looked back. And I didn't need that anymore. And I never touched it again in over 36 years. That's the power of the Holy Spirit and a regenerated life. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. (laughs) The rapture of the church. We are removed. And then the Antichrist is revealed. And by the way, oh my goodness, I already uh, did it, so I might as well just go all the way. Um, 2 Thessalonians 2.3. I think I mentioned about a year, a uh, year and a half, two years ago, that I was, and I had not planned on this tonight. Maybe I'm going to uh, follow up on this in a future update. But I, I had been um, really struggling with this uh, 2 Thessalonians 2.3 about that this man will not be revealed until the falling away, as some translations render it, comes first. Now, some have interpreted that as a spiritual falling away, an apostasy, because that's what the word is in the original. However, uh, earlier translations do not translate that as an apostasy or a falling away. They, they translate that word uh, apostasia as uh, a departure. So now the question of the debate has been, is that a physical departure, as in the rapture, or a spiritual departure, as in an apostasy, a departure from the faith? So, I went back and forth. I had uh, sought the multitude of counsel. I had the privilege last year of uh, speaking with Dr. Mark Hitchcock, uh, Dr. David Hawking, both of whom I uh, was uh, privileged to speak with at the Prophecy Conference in Oklahoma. Uh, I also uh, had uh, the privilege of speaking with Dr. Mark Hitchcock at the Understanding the Times conference in Minnesota. And I asked him about it, and and he is of the belief that it is a spiritual departure, an apostasy, a departing from the faith. And he he has a great argument, and I I, uh, uh, understand uh, how he's arrived at that conclusion. However, another uh, uh, brother that I have a lot of respect for uh, these are true Bible scholars, of which I am not, okay? His name is Dr. Andy Woods. And he argues that uh, the case for it being a uh, physical departure. So I also have the privilege of spending some time actually with uh, Andy and his wife in 
uh, Oklahoma. And um, he then kind of answered some questions and sealed the deal for me that it is a physical departure. Uh, a couple months ago, he sent me his recent book. It's actually a very uh, easy read. I read it in about 30 minutes. And I actually ordered some copies of it, and I want to make them available to you. And he gives 10 reasons in there for why 2 Thessalonians 2.3 is a physical departure, as in the rapture of the church. Now, um, why is that a big deal? Well, in the words of Dr. Mark Hitchcock, who believes that it's a spiritual falling away and departure from the faith, he said, if it is a physical... That's what I love about guys like this, you know. Um, they're very careful... They know that they could be wrong. And I really respect that about, especially when it comes to a a very well-educated Bible scholar, and especially when it comes to a scholar in eschatology. These are true Bible scholars. Now, in his words, he said, if it is a physical departure, then it is a slam dunk, quote-unquote, for a pre-tribulation rapture. Well, Dr. Andy Woods makes that case, and I am now convinced, and I now have to change my position, and I know I'm going to get excoriated, and I say, bring it on, (laughs) because one day (laughs) we'll find out, (laughs) and I think that day is very soon. So, um, But I, I am convinced that it is a physical uh, departure in Second Thessalonians uh, two three and maybe a, in a future date I'll go on the record and um, formally uh, change my uh, position on that. If you have any questions or if you'd like a copy of the book, I have them in my office upstairs. I'd be happy to uh, get one in your hand. I think I ordered about fifty of them, and we can order uh, more as well. Just give them to you. I'm not gonna. There's no charge. Um, so. We're still at the rapture, right? (laughs) Okay, so at least I'm not talking about myself, except that I myself am going up in the rapture. So um, the rapture of the church happens. The Antichrist then is revealed. And it's believed that at this time he will sign, this is Daniel 9.27, by force this seven-year peace agreement. And for the first three, this is when Israel will be allowed to rebuild their temple. The reason why we know that is because Daniel 9.27 says at the midpoint, at the three and a half years, he will set himself up in the temple and demand to be worshipped as God. That's when Israel will realize this is not their Messiah. Because he will commit an abomination that causes desolation. Some believe it will be the sacrificing of an unclean animal, which the Jews know their true Messiah would never do. You have to understand that Antichrist doesn't just mean against Christ, it can mean also in the place of Christ. So they will embrace and accept this false Christ, this Antichrist in place of Christ as their Messiah. And then at the three and a half year mark, they will realize that this is not their Messiah. They will flee. They will not go back. This is Matthew 24. They will flee. Pray that your flight is not on the Sabbath. Why? Because transportation shuts down on Shabbat in Israel. Uh, Someone has uh, cleverly quipped that if you wanted to film a movie on the rapture, go to Israel on Shabbat, on the Sabbath, because there's no cars on the street. 
literally no cars on the street. So you could just, you know, the rapture happened. That's why there's no, <laughs> there's nobody here because they were, they were, anyway, I digress again. So, uh, so the, they realize then this is not their Messiah. They flee to what many believe, present company included, modern day Jordan, the rock city of Petra. I was there. By the way, uh, when we started in the book of Job, I mentioned that it's believed by some that that's actually where Job lived, was in this rock city. It is so massive, and it is so protected. And so that's where God will protect Israel for the last three and a half years from the Antichrist, who will seek to destroy them once and for all, and for the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation, he will protect Israel. Then at the end of the seven-year tribulation, the whole house of Israel will be saved. They will call upon the one whom they have pierced. And then we come back with Christ as his bride by his side. One has said it this way. In the rapture of the church, Jesus comes for us. At the second coming... Jesus comes with us, ten thousands by his side, as his bride. That's the second coming. Now, some have argued, well, uh, the rapture means that that's the second coming, and the second coming now is the third coming. No. Jesus has not come to the earth. He takes us up out of the earth. And, and um, it's been a while, but uh, there are some fascinating, and I mean fascinating, uh, similarities and, and typology between the Jewish bridal uh, and, and wedding customs and the pre-tribulation rapture. Let me just give you a, a couple of uh, 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 examples. So in ancient Jewish uh, weddings, the uh, groom, when uh, he would be engaged to the wife, would uh, to his bride, would say to her, I go to prepare a place for you. And that place that he's going to prepare for her during the engagement period is a bridal chamber. And in Israel today, you'll find these little room additions, these bridal chambers in the parent's house, in the father's house. That's a bridal chamber. And then he promises her he'll come back for her so that where he is, there she will be also. Now watch this. The, they don't know the day or the hour of the wedding which made it really hard when it came to wedding invitations because you would invite people, I don't know when it's going to be, but I just have to have my wedding dress ready and uh, <laughs> oil in my lamp <laughs> and just be ready because <laughs> he comes as a thief in the night and he snatches his bride away. And the best man, as it were, at the time that the father says, okay, now's the time, the best man blows the shofar the trumpet, and then the bridegroom comes and he snatches his bride away as a thief in the night, takes her to his bridal chamber where they celebrate and consummate the marriage for, get this, seven days, not three and a half, seven. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready, because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. 
This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this prophecy update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.